It is time for another LA Kings fan feedback show. We'll discuss your comments and questions on the changes in the Kings TV broadcast crew and how you can watch Kings games. The three-way trade that shipped out Cal Peterson and Sean Walker, re-signing Vladislav Gabrikov, and the search for a new goalie, all on this edition of Locked on LA Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Kings fans, welcome to Locked on LA Kings, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. We'd love for you to leave us a positive comment on Apple Podcasts if you're a fan of the show. And we are on YouTube. Please like and subscribe if you are enjoying this content. I'm Eddie Garcia, your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for the past 30 years, 20 plus years at the Fox Sports Radio Network. I'm also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years and a passionate LA Kings fan for the past 30 years. Today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. All right, real quick, we had some technical issues on recording the show on Friday, and I also had some prior commitments that I needed to take care of. So the show is being recorded and posted Friday night, but hopefully you have a full weekend to enjoy and get caught up on the show. Also, there was some Kings news that came down on Friday with L.A. hiring a new goalie coach. His name is Mike Buckley. He comes from the Pittsburgh Penguins. We'll give you a full breakdown on his resume coming up on Monday's show. But for today's show... It is, again, another Friday Kings fan feedback show. We had a busy week of news involving the Kings. As a result, we got a lot of comments, so let's get right into it. I'll try and follow the advice of the great John Wooden and be quick, but don't hurry as we try and get as many of your comments in as we can. We'll start with the emails, and our first email is from Christina. She's in San Diego by way of Simi Valley, and she says, I'm an everydayer. We love to hear that. Uh, She says, but this is my first time writing in. Uh, This finals is such a cluster of emotions. I knew as soon as Florida was coming out of the East that I would be rooting for Dallas or Vegas. I can't stand Matthew Kachuk. He is the new Corey Perry. It's weird because I don't have many feelings about the Florida team itself. When it comes to Vegas, it was an instant rival, so I feel weird to root for them. However, there isn't a player I don't like on that team. I understand the case for both ways for Kings fans. Thank you for all you do. And again, that was Christina in San Diego. And we had another email from Mort in Oregon, who said he's a lifelong Kings fan and everydayer. Uh, and this, by the way, this email was sent before the Vladislav Gabrikov signing. But he said, a gut punch on the loss of Alex Faust. Growing up in L.A., we were beyond spoiled with the legends, uh, Chick Hearn, Vince Scully, and Bob Miller. Faust had the greatest of shoes to fill, and he did a great job. That's why TNT tapped him on the shoulder for playoff play-by-play this one stings and he will be missed bright spots a great trade and cap dump by rob blake watching the finals and the teams that have thrived in the playoffs it has been made clear that you need size and toughness in the nhl the game has changed towards skill and speed sure but when it comes to the second season you need some grit gabrikov checks this box and we are all hoping he stays in la which he has uh with him back on the blue line some added forward depth and toughness and a solid goaltender to go with Copley. The Kings will be in great shape to take yet another step forward towards a third cup. Lastly, got to disagree with you on one thing. I am pulling for Vegas as tough as that is to say, I despise Matthew Kachuk. 
love Dewey and and uh, will uh, love Dewey and cannot ever root for a team that Kachuk is associated with. Thanks for all you do. Have a great weekend. Go Kings. Go again. I was from Mort in Oregon. So Mort, along with Christina, both saying that they don't care that the Vegas Golden Knights are a Kings rival. They hate Matthew Kachuk uh, that much. I I do get that. I really do. Um, but I am a team more than I am an individual. I get the the despising of Matthew Kachuk. He's an easy guy to root against. Although I th- I do think it is fun to have villains in sports to cheer against. But I can't. I'm still going with Florida personally. But I understand. I understand that sentiment that they cannot root for Matthew Kachuk. I would I would encourage you to root for neither team. Uh, this comes from Chris in Northern Nevada, Carson City to be exact. He says, "Boy, a lot to unpack this week." First, with Alex Faust not coming back, in my opinion, he's been fantastic as our play-by-play man since Bob Miller retired. Since I live in Carson City, I am zoned for San Jose and Vegas, so I have to pay for NHL.TV or ESPN Plus to watch the Kings and always watch the Kings broadcast to listen to Faust and Fox. Faust is a really good broadcaster. He'll be truly missed. In my opinion, he was way better than any national broadcaster ESPN has for hockey and should be their lead hockey broadcaster like Joe Davis has become for the MLB on Fox. Joe Davis, I believe, took over for Vin Scully, so there's kind of that transition there. Uh, continuing with Chris, he says, um, Faust has a bright future. Unfortunately, he won't be back. Uh, as for the three-team trade, I am honestly shocked that Blake was able to move Cal. I didn't think that anyone would take on that contract. Hats off to Rob Blake for making that happen and really only losing a second-round pick. Uh, then the next day, they lock up Gavrikov. That tells me that he had the deal ready to go for a while, just had to free up the cash. Great GM work. It shows the commitment to see this team through and trying to build a championship team. Been a great start to the offseason. Can't wait to see what's next. Eddie, you are killing it during the offseason. Looking forward to the rest of the summer. We appreciate your commitment to the show every day. Go Kings, go. Well, thank you very much for those kind, word, kind words, Chris. I really appreciate that. I will I will comment on one thing. I do agree with you. Uh, there's, there's no doubt that they had talked to Gabrikov's people. They knew what he was looking for. They just had to free up the cap space. But it was pretty much, I mean, it's never final until the guy signs his name on the contract. But you're right. They had the deal pretty much in place. They just had to go out and make the moves to get the money available. And then they were able to re-sign Gavrikov. Uh, this comes from Steven Ventura. He's talking about the Kings TV broadcast shakeup. He says, I think, hope. What the Kings will do is put Daryl Evans in the pre-intermission and post-game uh, programs instead of Derek Armstrong. But for every game, uh, though, I enjoy Derek too, so I hope they keep everyone around uh, and have more Daryl at home games like they do on the road. Maybe even put him down between the benches during the game. I could actually see Carlin taking over for Patrick permanently, as she did a very good job in that role. But I can't imagine both of them being let go. I think at least one of them will remain to drive the pregame intermission and postgame shows. I also wonder if this change is as much about giving Nick the opportunity to go back on TV as it is saving money. Nick Nixon said on a podcast once that he asked for the role when Bob retired and they went with Faust instead. Uh, This comes from Jim in Lakewood, who is the biggest non-Kings fan, Jonathan Quick fan you will ever meet. Uh, He says, I will not need an intervention when it comes to Jonathan Quick, but I do have one last, maybe not one, not last, not maybe not let's not kid ourselves a quick related question he says i'm sure i'm not the only one wondering this when he got the call on the bus in winnipeg and he said he had no idea the possibility looming would it not be known if it was possible since usually a guy coming up on his contract would resign in the summer before the last year starts or if not he knows that he needs to be prepared for anything that whole thing is perplexing to me for two reasons 
Uh, does he have an agent? And if so, was that agent asleep or vacationing in Cape Cod or something last summer? And especially close to the trade deadline. In the end, it is not his own fault for then not being close to management to figure out the most humane way for him to end his this year. Uh, for example, if you don't have an agent at your job, are you not periodically checking with management to feel how they feel about you? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I do know, and sure, your listeners and watchers do. We have to because we all know if we don't, they might ship us to Columbus. Uh, where am I going with this? thing is really weird when you think about it and the weirdest part is on him for not having any idea it just seems odd uh please if you would give us your thoughts on this thank you go kings go okay so we're going back to the jonathan quick trade uh yes of course jonathan quick has an agent whether he was asleep or not i don't know uh as far as i don't know preparing jonathan quick for something happening um jonathan quick did not have a no trade clause so he knew he could be moved but my guess is that ultimately, just like we were all ultimately surprised when he was, in fact, traded, I, I imagine he was surprised as well, even though that possibility did exist when it actually happened. I think everyone, including John the Quick, was pretty stunned. Um, I don't see him or his agent going to Rob Blake, you know, uh, every other month or every month and saying, hey, wait, is there anything going on? We could use a heads up. It just doesn't really work like that. Um, you know, you don't inform a player of a trade until the trade is finalized because if it falls through, you know, you're you're kind of emotionally telling them, oh, we think we're about to trade you. Oh, we're not going to about to trade. I mean, that's just kind of the way it works in pro sports. Uh, and as the old saying goes, if Wayne Gretzky can be traded, anyone can be traded. So I guess every player in the NHL should not be shocked if they are traded. Um, and may, maybe John the Quick shouldn't have been shocked in some respect, but I think we were all kind of shocked uh, by that trade. Uh, from Scott Miller in Simi Valley, he says, uh, just caught your show with the King Storian on YouTube today, and you mentioned your interest in getting to know a bit about some of the original Kings players. You may remember I mentioned uh, Jilly's Captain Crunch Marat, uh, Denny, I probably screwed that name up, Denny Maloney and Bill Cowboy Flett as a few of the most uh, memorable pro Dion players, but there were many, many others. I hope you enjoy these hockey card images, which provided a little of the flavor of the Kings from back then. And he included in his email several uh, images of old LA Kings hockey cards that he had. And by the way, they were in mint condition. Uh, well done keeping those preserved. Uh, I, I used to collect uh, sports cards as a kid. I still have them all in my closet. I can't bring myself to parting with them. And yet I don't really know what to do with them, but as a kid, I absolutely had a passion for trading cards. So thank you for sharing those. Um, he says, by the way, Dan Maloney and Terry Harper were traded to Detroit for Marcel. And I was pretty darn unhappy until I, that, I got to see a Dion play in purple and gold anyway. I was only 10 years old when these guys were my heroes. Dad and I would frequent games at the Fabulous Forum. I could still see the old peanut man who would instantly hit any raised hand within 20 feet with a bag of goobers. And I could still taste that big chocolate carnation ice cream cup. Oh, yeah, those... Days are pretty exciting, too. Dad was a runner back then. He he ran marathons and such. Dad would park on the outermost perimeter of the forum lots towards Hollywood Park to beat traffic. We'd bolt up to the colonnade with about a minute left, watch the end from there, and then run all the way to the car. At least Dad did. I could never keep up with him and uh, about coughed up a lung every time. Anyway, I could go on, but the thrill of going to those games with Dad 50 years ago is not something easily conveyed by an email. It's something rather which will always be a part of me, something that I feel a little bit of in my heart every time I tune in to a Kings game. Uh, thanks so much for the content. I'm almost an everydayer. Uh, very much enjoy your show. 
Uh, so again, thank you very much for those memories from from Scott Miller and his dad <laughs> parking. Uh, the, the things we do uh, to try and beat traffic or I've got some, I've got a friend in particular who's super tightwad and he will park like blocks and blocks away just to avoid having to pay for parking and then have to, you know, walk <laughs> so far and yeah, it's not really an area you want to walk in, but anyway, uh, good memories there. Uh, thanks for sharing that. We've got a few more emails to, to read as well. Uh, but I do need to tell you that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings, your team every day, brought to you by our friends over at Bird Dogs. What is Bird Dogs? Well, it's shorts with underwear built in, and that does sound a little weird. But I promise you, when you put them on, uh, it's not weird because they are unbelievably comfortable, and they look good as well. There's different colors to choose from. Uh, it's, you know, how often does something look good and feel good at the same time? It's the perfect combination. I'd love to wear my Bird Dogs doing a variety of things from, you know, doing uh, yard work uh, to even working out, but they still look good enough. You could wear them out to a, a nice dinner somewhere um, or whatever you're doing. Uh, they Again, they look good and they feel great. My wife loves them because they actually look good and I don't look good in much that I wear. So go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL. And when you do enter the promo code locked on NHL, they'll throw in a free custom bird dog Yeti style tumbler with every order. How nice is that? Again, that is birddogs.com, B-I-R-D-O-G-S.com. Enter the promo code locked on NHL for your free gift. Let's get back to some of your emails. Uh, let's see. We've got this from, I believe it's Paul O'Sullivan. I think he's in Fullerton. Sometimes people don't include where they're from, but then they have that little part at the bottom where it includes like maybe a job or something like that. And it'll have a location on there. I think that's what that was. But anyway, uh, Paul says, as always, excellent job covering the overall issue with Bally's. I cut the cord before the start of last season and found it challenging to watch Kings games, even though I subscribe to Bally's streaming services. I found it odd that during commercial breaks, Bally would fill the time with generic background images and sounds as if they couldn't sell the advertising. I agree. Alex Faust is a fantastic broadcaster, very good replacement for Bob, but I must say we are um, approaching the playoffs. When we were approaching the playoffs, I could not stand listening to him and Fox we had a few collapses, but there were many more games this season where we would come back and win after falling behind. And Faust and Fox combination always seemed to predict games outcomes way too early and did not allow me to just enjoy the game. Also, too many stats between the two of them. I, too, felt that Nick should have been given the TV job when Bob left. I look forward to Nick's style of broadcast next season. Lastly, the first sign that the Kings are a cheap organization when it comes to broadcasting was the move to AM radio to iHeart streaming. Not being able to even get an AM radio deal was a first sign of the sports broadcasting apocalypse. Hope you have a long future with Locked On and broadcasting for the Kings. And that was from Paul. Uh, well, I will say this, Paul, uh, because I do work in the radio business, um, the LA Kings and most of the uh, the teams across the NHL, they actually have to pay to have their games on the radio because that's how bad it is getting people to listen to hockey on the radio. Um, so I know that the, their last radio partner was AM 570 LA sports, which is an affiliate of the Fox sports radio network, which I wrote root for, or which I work for. Uh, and, uh, the, yeah, the Kings had to pay to have their games on the radio. So with things moving kind of in the streaming direction, it just seemed to make sense. They got ahead of it. They don't have to actually have money come out of their pocket to have their games on the radio. 
They can control the broadcast themselves and make any money that comes out of that. So that's why they've done that. I expect to see a lot more teams doing this in the future. I know the San Jose Sharks started doing it recently as well. So um, it's, it's, I mean, I guess you could say it's cheap, but also you could say it's good business in that, you know, do you really want to pay to have to have your games on the radio when you can have them on your own streaming service uh, and control that? So that's what they've done. Uh, Colin Kingston in Kansas says, just saw your show on YouTube about the changes to the broadcast team for the LA Kings. I'm sorry to hear about anybody losing their job. I'm a longtime LA Kings fan who moved from LA to Kansas five years ago. I'm also a cord cutter. I've been able to follow the Kings thanks to your show and by listening to the Kings on the iHeartMedia. I really enjoy listening to Nick Nixon. It appears uh, I'll still be able to listen to him for free via the simulcast on iHeart. And for that, I am very thankful. I hope the Kings don't decide to pinch any more pennies and decide to put Kings games behind an iHeart paywall. Uh, one guest suggestion, if I might, I'd love to hear Helene Elliott take uh, Helene Elliott's take on the Kings. I really enjoy reading her in the LA Times. Thank you for all the hard work you put into the show. Uh, I enjoy it very much. Well, thank you very much, uh, Colin. Um, and I will say this, and maybe it's me being a bit prejudiced. Maybe I should just ask and find out. But um, there's been some suggestions about having Bob Miller on the show as well. And frankly, with Bob and Helene uh, being a bit older, I'm not sure what their grasp is on the technology that they that they would need to use to be on like a Zoom call uh, type of a thing. Um, you know, again, not trying to be prejudiced against older folks, but um, not sure if they're they're up to date on that kind of a thing. And that was what, that's what they would need to do to be a part of this show because it is audio and video. So, um, but it's a good suggestion. I should just reach out. And if they tell me, Oh, I don't do that. Then, then we'll know that they, that they can't do that, but I should ask. Right. Um, all right. So those were all of the emails for this week. Thank you guys for the emails. Um, let's move over to some of the YouTube comments. Uh, and we had a lot of mixed reaction on the Alex Faust news. Uh, there was uh, those that were very sad to see him go. Uh, this from Cuz Cozy. Uh, he says, uh, never stood, never understood the vitriol thrown towards Fausti. Uh, he has a great voice and passion for calling the game. He clearly loved the city of LA. As a longtime Kings fan listening to Bob Miller, I will miss Faust and his passion for the Kings franchise and fans. All the best. Uh, this from Harry's Awesome Awesome. He says, wow, just wow. I'm devastated at this news. I used to watch games live and then go to the highlights just to hear Alex Faust call the big moments again. He's my favorite broadcaster of all time, and I will always love him. I'm going to guess Harry is a, a newer Kings fan because uh, I think most Kings fans are always going to have Bob Miller as number one, but I, I was a big fan of Alex Faust as well. Uh, James Carson says, really sad to see Faust go. I got used to him really fast after Bob Miller retired, who's the best of all time. Uh, T. Han says, I like Alex Faust. Did not find him annoying, and that's a plus. I'm glad they picked Nick Nixon, though. And Maddie, I said, I like Faust as the Kings announcer, and he had a lot of experience in other sports. He is a much more entertaining announcer than Nick Nixon. But there were others that were actually happy about the news that Alex Faust will not be back. Uh, Santiago Garcia, my, I'm sure he's a distant cousin, uh, said, great news today. Faust was horrible and never a true king. Uh, Stuart Mancano said, Faust was awful in my opinion. I know many Kings fans who feel the same. He didn't know the game as well as he should have. He also had no connection in his heart to the Kings, and it came through. I couldn't be happier. Great move to start the season. Uh, Rob Twig says, heck yeah, Nick Rules was never a fan of Alex. I don't think Foxy was either. 
Ryan C said Kings play-by-play just got an upgrade. Faust never grew on me. He was just too generic. Mikey J said, I thought Alex Faust didn't call a genuine enough game. His voice sounded contrived and not natural enough for my taste. I am pleased to hear that Nick Nixon will be calling the games now on TV. And Justino said, finally can watch TV again. Nick Nixon will be great. I literally would listen to the radio more because I could not stand Alex. So some uh, varying opinions. I will say agree to disagree on not liking Alex Faust, but agree to agree that Nick Nixon will be very good as his replacement. Uh, We also had reaction to the news of the regional sports networks going away. And what will that mean to you? Uh, Big Lebowski said, it is sad that the days of regional sports coverage are pretty much over. I remember watching Kings and Lakers games on prime ticket when it all started in the early eighties and later on Fox sports West. I'm not sure how it's going to affect casual hockey fans in SoCal. Unless you're a big fan of the Kings or ducks. I doubt folks are going to pay extra money to stream the games. I just don't really see how this is going. uh, Is this good for growing the game? Of course, in the end, it's not about us fans, but the almighty dollar is what it is, I guess. Uh, James Carson says, I'm going to be real pissed off if I'm forced to pay extra to watch Kings games and or the Angels too. We pay enough already for Dodgers and Lakers, and I didn't even get a chance when that happened, plus a local sports tax too, without a choice to watch any local sports teams already. I'll have to make a big decision if it happens again. Maybe I'll have to give it up, and the Kings uh, always have been one of my favorite sports teams Already stopped going to all the games for every local team because it's too expensive. And they make you use apps and purchase everything. Food prices even worse at games too. So a couple of comments there on what's going on with the Kings and their local broadcast. We've got more YouTube comments to get to. uh, But first, I want to let you know that today's episode of Locked on LA Kings also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Uh, buying tickets for your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game time is the fastest, easiest way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theaters near you. With the Game Time app, tickets are easy to find and buy for every kind of event in your area, and you get the lowest prices guaranteed with event cancellation protection. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, and the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section or row for less, Game Time will credit you. of the difference. Buy tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps on your phone and you're set. Tickets are sent directly to your phone. You never have to dig through your emails. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. All right, we've got some uh, more YouTube comments to get to. Uh, and we will start with uh, some comments on the Kings shipping out Cal Peterson and Sean Walker. This from Ricky Hazel. He says, Walker has had a really a really rough go the last three seasons. He took a puck to the face, struggled coming back, but closed the season well. Then starts next season, really solid first six games, and then tears both the ACL and MCL. His strength and timing were definitely a bit off to start the season. That's to be expected. He improved all season and was playing pretty good hockey paired with a telephone pole to close out the season. His offense wasn't really all that different from Jersey's at even strength and was playing four minutes less a night. A guaranteed spot in the lineup and likely top four minutes. I think he's going to be a bright spot for Philadelphia. That being said, Blake did a pretty good job. Losing grands and a second aren't ideal, but being honest, LA gave up their sixth and fourth right defenseman on the depth chart and second uh, next year to move out $5 million 
in problematic cap space, and the $2 million retained on Provorov is less than what it would have cost to buy out this year, Cal, over a shorter term. Even the AHL players could help in Ontario, Connaughton in particular, I would think the Kings would hold on to for experience for the rain. The move does not hurt LA going forward. Um, yeah, we'll see about Sean Walker. Look, I wish him the best. And he's good, probably going to get a lot more playing time than he would in L.A. because he's going to, a frankly, a very bad team. So look, him getting more minutes, him can put, put up more numbers. Maybe it translates to him getting a, a, a better contract. But, uh, you know, on a good team, Sean Walker's a third-pairing guy and, and not much of an impact player. So, But we wish him well. We wish him well. Uh, this from Three Minute Therapy Show says the Kings need a high-scoring center or at least a playmaking center. Uh, that might be Pinelli. Adding Gavrikov and Clark to the lineup in place of Walker and Edler and with Spence as the extra D-man gives this team a huge increase in talent offensively and defensively. They need to add an elite goalie. You build from the net out, and they need a center who is a creator and finisher with the puck. Byfield has not been able to score. He will, but win. And a lot of the younger guys are struggling to get the puck in the net. Arvidsson had a spectacular year and would be a huge loss. I'd rather see Ayafalo go in order to free up cap space for the moves that are needed. If Arvidsson goes, it would mean that they believe Vagimo could take his place, which is possible. We need some young players to produce offensively. TR Burns 826 says, this is an unbelievable trade by Blake. Getting rid of Cal's albatross of a contract and clearing up cap space while not giving up any core players is more than you can ask for. Now the team is sitting at $13.2 million in cap space for the offseason to sign Gavrikov and Velarde. If you can keep that around $10 million, then you have money to swing a trade for a top-flight goaltender and not have to include your top nine. The Kings have a lot of cap space after this season. And Beige Daily says, My Kings are still small and have no true number one goalie. Look at the Golden Knights and the Champ Kings teams. Very similar. Big forwards, big defensemen. We are tiny. Biggest guys are Kopi and Gavrikov. Why are Alex Iafalo and Sean Dursey your enforcers against Edmonton? What is Blake doing? He has no clue on goaltending. Alienates Peter Budai by trading for Ben Bishop. Alienates Copley by trading for Corposalo. Uh, in the process, in the process, ships off Legends Quick, Legend Quick, who is getting the last laugh. Should have jettisoned Peterson then and held on to Quick to back up Copley, who was doing fine. Wow, I did not expect to get a Peter Budai reference. Uh, in this show, I actually don't know if Rob Blake was the GM when Peter Budai was traded uh, and Ben Bishop was brought in. I'd have to check on that. I'm not sure about that. Uh, and finally, a couple of notes on the Vladislav Gavrikov uh, signing and the Kings looking for a goalie. Uh, Dominique Ephraim says, glad Gavi is here, but not happy about the cap hit. It is what it is, though. He's a king now. Uh, Keith Allison says, keeping Gavi was a must do. Well done, Blakey. Getting Saros or Hellebuck would have been sweet. Uh, Stefan Petri says problem with trading Arvidsson for a goalie is the Kings really struggle at scoring. RV brings much needed offense. Dursey would be a good one to move out. He turns the puck over a lot and it's kind of small for a D man. Go Kings go. And general Lee concept says Eddie, just a quick notion on the Kings bringing in other teams goalies. The Kings have peaked when bringing up and training their own young goaltenders. Simple as that. In fact, at their best, they ended up with too many talented goaltenders and ended up letting them slip on by for lack of need. Just saying, let's not forget the nightmare years uh, when we went through goaltenders like toilet paper. Right now, the Kings have two goalies on their roster. So other than Matt Portillo, there is no one. Historically, the Kings all-time 
Um, well, I, actually, this is me. This is you know my thoughts on this. You know, he's talking about. He's talking obviously. Obviously, he's talking about Jonathan Quick, the Kings' greatest goalie in their history, was drafted and developed by the LA Kings. But when you look at the greatest Kings goalies, other than Jonathan Quick, I don't know that any of them were actually drafted and developed by the Kings. Now, there's not a, a great list. Um, Rogi Vachon was uh, he, he was drafted and came up with Montreal. Kelly Rudy came up with the Islanders. Um, even Felix Potvin came up with the Leafs. Um, Mario Lassard, I think, was a Kings draft pick. He had a few good years. Uh, but most of the, the the if you're ranking the, the Kings' all-time great goaltenders, only Jonathan Quick is the one who was drafted and developed by the Kings. So as far as him saying we need to develop and train our own goalies and not go out and get another goalie, uh, he, you know, Matt Portillo is, is the only guy right now that, and we, you know, that we didn't even draft him. He was, he was brought in and signed from another team. So at, at some point you'd like to do that, but there's just nobody available in the near future for the Kings to develop into their goalie of the future. So they have to go out and get somebody outside the organization to fill that number one goalie spot now and into the future. So that's just the reality of the way it is for the Kings at this moment. All right. Hopefully I didn't rush through that too much and uh, you guys all enjoyed that, but uh, I thank you very much for all the emails, all the comments on the YouTube episodes. Uh, Obviously this show is not possible without you commenting and sending in the email. So again, thank you all for taking the time to do that. Good to get your thoughts. Um, You know, I, you know, you hear my thoughts all the time and we bring in some other voices from time to time to uh, interview people to hear what they have to th- say about the Kings. So it's not just me all the time, but it's, it's doing these shows is also gives me a good idea what Kings fans are thinking as well. So again, thanks. Thanks to all the uh, commenters. Thanks to all the email editors. We really appreciate it uh, for you. Everydayers, those of you that listen and watch locked on LA Kings every day, looking ahead to next week, we'll have a couple of more player profiles uh, during the offseason, uh, we're going to tell you, as I mentioned, all about the new goalie coach, Mike Buckley, on Monday's show. Um, we will have uh, some sort of special interview. Uh, we will have a NHL draft feature as well with the draft coming up in a couple of weeks. So uh, all that coming up on next week's show. Hopefully you will be a part of that as well. If you want to send me an email for one of our feedback shows or anything else, it is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E. Uh, And also would love for you to stay connected with the show uh, on social media through Twitter and Instagram, both addresses at locked on LA Kings. All right. I'm Eddie Garcia. Uh, Thank you as always for listening and watching this episode of locked on LA Kings, part of the locked on podcast network. Have a great weekend. We will talk to you on Monday. And as always go Kings go.